Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast. This show is all about art, craft, and creativity, and I produce it weekly in the hope that it will help all of us live long and crafty lives. Move over, Barbie. Plastic Perfection is out, and retro rig dolls are in. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood. This week, we're going to meet English artist and author Claire Garland. Thanks to Claire, we can all knit a super cute alternative to the mass-produced, virtually unattainable stereotype of the female form. These creations are in her fabulous book, Knitted Babes, Five Dolls, and Their Wardrobes to Knit and Stitch. For all the knitters out there who love to sew, Claire's miniaturized trendy fashions and combined fabric and knitwear designs to round out each babe's wardrobe. From hats, shawls, and shoes to sweaters, dresses, and purses. Claire has written patterns to completely outfit your doll after you knit her up and sew on the eyes and hair. Each babe has so much personality, it's easy to forget they're not real. Clearly, this married mother of three has a gift for creative arts, and her story is inspiring for those with big, crafty ideas. Claire just recently learned to knit, proving you don't need 20 years of experience under your belt to get out there and start designing your own creations. And Thank you so much for agreeing to be on Craft Sanity. I I just love your book. Um, you. I got it. I bought it when I was on maternity leave, and um, it really enjoyed having the time off work to to you know, do some of the patterns, and it was great fun. So, um, so what kinds of um, art do you do? I know obviously people know from Knitted Babes that you are accomplished when it comes to knitting and designing, uh, but uh, if you can kind of give the overview um, of what wh- where you kind of what other art you do. I, well, I, I do. Uh, I've, I've done an embroidery book as well, so I I'm sort of I do a bit of sewing. But um, I, I've, I went to college to do um, illustration and graphic design, so and I still do a bit of illustration for for the odd um, books. And where did you go to school? I went to art college in Cardiff, which is in Wales. Okay. And so, um, have you been? Have you have you had to take other jobs along the way, or have you been able to support yourself through your art? Um, mainly support myself, really. I mean, I've I did the odd shop job, as we all do, and um, I used to also paint little figurines and stuff, which is very tedious, but but quite quite good. <laughs> Controlled painting, which is quite good. But uh, now I, I got into the books, and I've been very fortunate that um, I found publishers for them. So uh, so that's, that's luck, really, I suppose, luck on my side. Well, that's really really cool to be able to do what you love. Um, yeah, it is. So if you yeah. can. Tell me a little bit about when you learned to knit. Uh, well, I actually learned to knit about two years before I wrote Knitted Babes. Now, now that, I, I did read that somewhere, and I thought, this is just astounding to me. I mean, how did you manage to pull that off, learning two years, and then, oh, two years later, I think I'll do a book. <laughs> I mean, how wonderful. I know, well, I, I, I mean, I've always wanted to knit. Um, I like the patterns in the books. I'm quite inspired by books. I've got loads of books at home. And uh, I knew that my mum... You know, she could make. She used to make things for the children. Uh, so I, so I asked her one summer holidays when I was down there, and she said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll teach you how to knit." <laughs> so she, yeah, she taught me how to knit. But summer holiday, let's say two years before I wrote the book, I'll, you know, I'll try and make something very simple. So I made the base, the foot, the first basic doll, and uh, it sort of carried on from there, looking at other patterns and sort of changing them slightly. And what was that first project that your mom taught you to knit on holiday? Oh, it was a little. Well, it was the simplest thing we could find in a book, which was a little baby's booty. Oh, okay. And I never, I never actually finished it. I just <laughs> half, half did it. Thought, all right, I'm going to try to do it myself now. So, <laughs> so you abandoned that first project and decided. I, I abandoned it, yeah, for wanting to invent something myself. I've never actually made anything from anybody else's books. <laughs> I've got loads of books, but I, uh, yeah, rather than make my own. So, are you one of those knitters who will get has tons of pattern books, and you decide to make every pattern your own? Uh, where you kind yeah. of yeah, I don't make anybody, <laughs> anybody else's patterns. <laughs> so they're they're you know I kind of I you know start your brainstorming a little bit by looking at yeah, these that's books. It. It's brainstorming. That's it. Now, how how soon was it? Your second project was one of these dolls, you know, from that's that baby right, booty. Yes, it yeah, it was one of the dolls. They it, it didn't turn out quite. I mean, the neck was a bit too long, and the head was a bit too long, but. So did the neck kind of flap? The head kind of flapped over a little bit, or was no? It, it was just it was the neck. I mean, when I stuffed it, it was a bit flopped over. <laughs> too rough. But, um, it was, uh, but but you know, when you make a mistake, that's that's the best way to to learn, isn't it? By making mistakes and 
tweaking designs and stuff to get it perfect. Certainly, certainly. And so you started, I mean, what was your inspiration for, for dolls? I mean, what, you went from the, that first project that you abandoned to dolls. I mean, did you always, have you always liked dolls? I've always liked dolls. I like rag dolls, actually, because I had lots of rag dolls when I was a child. So, um, in fact, in my first book, which is called Embroidered Treasures, I had made some rag dolls in there. So one, one of the dolls, I actually just looked at the, the, the basic pattern, which I just drew on, on a piece of fabric and sort of sewed it together and looked at the way that the shape... I'm using my hands here to describe <laughs> I do that too, and <laughs> you can't see me either, so... Yeah, that's right. And uh, but the shape, and I tried to knit that particular shape um, off, off the doll. That, that's where the pattern came from. It was one of the dolls that I'd made for the, for the sewing book. I see. Okay, so you just kind of you kind of sketched it out and tried to knit something that fit into that. That's right. Design it's a flat pattern. So okay. Well, and changes when you stuff it. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> so how many dolls did you have to make before you felt like your design was where you were satisfied with it? I probably I probably made I, I made quite a few actually because I got my mum to knit some of them up from the pattern that I'd written down as well. Probably about ten, twelve, you know, about a dozen of them. They were abandoned, eyes were wrong, the hair was wrong. <laughs> well, the, first, the first prototype, who was Dot Pebbles, um, came about. She's one of the dolls in my book. Yes, of course. And I want to, I, I want to get you to explain a little bit about the, the story behind you know, naming Dot Pebbles and just all the dolls that came after her and the names and personalities, because you've done a wonderful job of making it. What's so fun about the book is that it's not just patterns. It feels like they're people almost, you know, like these yeah. these little girls, you know, that have their own personalities. And, and what made you do that? It was really strange. When I made the first one, when I first put the eyes on, you think, gosh, they're so human, especially with their arms and legs. They sit there on the shelf mm-hmm. looking at them thinking, you know, stand back, squinting, it's okay. And they sort of, they sort of come to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. And instantly this character comes out and you think, oh, she looks like she's going to be Earth chick or something like that. You put the hair on. You just sort of know, visualize the sort of character that she's going to be. And I don't know where the names came from. They just in my head. So they're not copied from anywhere or, or influenced by anybody's name. So. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, are these based on people you know in your life? No, I mean, do you yeah. have a Dot Pebbles in your life? Or? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody called Dot, or I don't know anybody called Bunny, or. Anybody. I just I just think of the names Because I think does head. Dot Pebbles have a birthmark on her face? Or a little beauty mark? She does, yeah, she's got a beauty spot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered if I don't know if that's you know, inspired by a movie star of any kind or <laughs> <laughs> the Marilyn Monroe beauty spot. So you just kinda kept with that theme. I mean, when did you know you had something that was sure to to catch I, on with knitters? My husband really, I um, he said, you know, they look they look really good because it's very difficult when you make something yourself to decide whether you like it or not. And sometimes I make things and leave them for a long time, then come back to them and see what I I think about them. Um, so, but it's my husband who said, oh, you know, they're they're, they're great, they're really, you know, they're fantastic. They just sit there and they look at you and they're real personalities. And it was his idea to actually do a book about them. Well, isn't that great when you have such su- wonderful support right under it your is. own roof? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Because, I mean, you know, I, to actually have the confidence to actually think your own work is really good, it's, it's, it's not me, you know. I think, oh, no, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> it's quite nice if somebody else says they're good. And is he often complimentary of your work where everything you do, he says, hey, that's fabulous? Or was this one of those times where you were like, okay, this is different than some of my other projects? He really thinks this is great. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll he'll give a compliment where where it's due, I suppose, because he, he won't compliment everything I do. <laughs> Just compliment, then it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, my husband's not really into crafts at all, so um, when he's, if, if he says something is good, then I know, geez, I might be onto something here. <laughs> yeah, <that's exactly laughs> because he's not here. he's not praising me every second of my life, you know. I no, mean, he's, no, he's a wonderful exactly. supporter, but um, but it's hard for him to get enthusiastic about some of my yeah. projects. Yeah, when they do, then you know it's good. That's, that's about the same here. Yeah, which and is the awesome. children as well. You see, the children, if they like them, then uh, you know you, you know that you're on a sort of winner, really, if children like them, because um, you know that if the children like them, then the parents are going to want to buy the books for the children to make for the children. Sure, although, sure. 
although these dolls, people seem to make them for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so when so Dot Pebbles was born, actually when when the or I guess the or actually take me back. The first doll that you made was when how many? That was at three years ago from now or? Uh, yes, probably was. Okay, about three years ago. Okay, yeah, time goes so quickly. We've moved house and all sorts of things at the meantime. So it was probably about three years ago. And how many of these dolls do you think you've made since? In Maybe, all, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, well, I've I've also done another book, which is out in October, and there was a, there were there were some boy dolls in that one as well, and there were six of those. So, and I've made I also have a mail order business, so I've made dolls for which is the same sort of dolls, right, right, get up into kits. So, well, probably fifty or so. Wow. That's and do you give them as gifts to people like finished dolls? Have people asked you I to knit them? No, no, I've only given one away. It's very difficult because I, you know, you're trying to sort of run a business sort of thing. Exactly. Well, I think what happens sometimes is that people see someone making something really cool, and if they yeah. know you, they're like, "Oh, can I have one of those?" Yeah. And uh, people don't, if they don't aren't into it, you know, knitting and and some of the art themselves, they don't sometimes understand how long it takes. <laughs> I mean, because right. while these are pretty quick projects, it's still time consuming. You know, where you can't just. Oh, I'll take an hour and make it a whole doll and the whole wardrobe, you know. Yeah, well, the problem with me as well is I like to make things to go into, you know, I'm always thinking of books all the time. Mm -hmm. I love books. Right. So I'm always making things for, for the, in fact, even my own children, I don't even give them toys. <laughs> It's like, honey, wait till after the photo shoot. the publishers. <laughs> <laughs> they get the rejects. Yeah, the one, one eye. And, oh, yeah, yeah, the hair's falling off. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make some te knitted teddy bears at the moment for another book idea. Yeah. And one of them didn't turn out right, so I sewed one eye on, and my son sort of fell in love with it. <laughs> One one and people would not expect that from Claire because you you know they think that um, all of your projects would be absolutely perfect. <laughs> so, perfect ones go elsewhere. Go into the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So can you? We'll we'll come back and talk about some of your upcoming projects. I'm really curious about those. But before we do, can you maybe explain a little bit about where you get the inspiration for? I mean, because each doll that you've created has. A whole, you know, five dolls and knitted babes, and then you have the book, another book coming out that you said has six dolls in it. Um, yes. Now, where do you get the inspiration for all the accessories and um, outfits and personalities? Because you're creating like a whole persona, you know, it's not just a doll pattern and that's it. So, can you explain that process? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, as I say, I, I knit the first doll, the basic doll, you put the eyes and hair on, and it becomes a personality. And then you sort of, I mean, I look through loads and loads of magazines, fashion magazines and lifestyle magazines. And I suppose I've actually built up like a bank in my head of images that I like to see in clothes and things like that. So I just sort of try and emulate what I've, what's in my brain, really, what I've remembered from other magazines and things, sort of fashion styles and clothing accessories that sort of thing it's quite frustrating sometimes you have an idea and you think oh can I actually create that and it's, it doesn't turn out the way you want to but then you know it turns out slightly differently which is just as just as interesting and as, and as quirky yeah well and now I'm really impressed with your ability to miniaturize things because obviously if you're looking at fashion magazines they're not in doll, doll size images of you know no. or, or patterns so are you creating all your own patterns or do you have some way of I guess I'm trying to, are you someone who just looks at a garment and can recreate it on your needles without sketching it out or working with a pattern? How do you, how do, you do that? Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's total trial and error. I'll, I'll, I'll look at something and think, well, that's probably, that probably works like that, and it doesn't. It's very difficult clothes, cause especially, I mean, I've done some sewn items in the book as well. And you've actually, you know, I've actually looked at shirts and see how they've actually been made to actually look at them instantly and think how is that constructed it's very difficult so I've turned them inside out taken them apart and I do the same with knitting items as well just to try and work out how it's created so know. did you have a sewing background as far as garments go before you started making doll clothes for your dolls no, I did a bit of school the high school I went to but um, only basic sewing skills but again I, I read loads of books and things well and it sounds like too you, you've kept things fairly simple in your book so People do yeah. not have to have, they have to be an accomplished seamstress to be able oh, to make no. a nice dress for their doll. No, not at all. I've kept it really simple because, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a seamstress at all, as I've said. I, so that they are, I mean, the waistbands and things, just very basic sort of 
also a quick channel and put some elastic through. So, you know, I think children can make some of them as well. You know, they're that simple. And was that your intention to have something that maybe mothers and daughters could do together? Um, it, it's, it wasn't my intention initially, but it certainly turned out to be like that. You know, I have loads of emails from people saying that their daughters have sort of helped them on certain projects, which is, which is fantastic. Children can do them as well. It's a real sense of achievement to chil- for children to create something, especially something they want to create rather than just knit a square or something. Oh, yes. And I mean, I'm really pleased with that. And it's such a, you're right about the whole personality of the doll. I mean, I made um, a doll and I actually called her Lady Godiva because um, I didn't have time before I went back to work <laughs> to make any clothes. <laughs> so so I, I, um, it's, I took actually one of my daughters, um, she had this like little shirt thing that looks like a dress when I fastened it to the doll. So, so, of course, I'm one who I was just craving adult contact after, you know, I, I had been home for a while, and I brought to my office the first day I brought my doll with me and put her on my desk. And she had this, like, little child shirt thing that looked like a dress. It looked ridiculous, I mean, what I put on her. But, but people are like, what is that? I'm like, oh, this is my doll. And I, you know, I was telling them about this book. And, and the people that I work with, uh, I work in a newspaper, and um, a majority of them are not interested in crafts. <laughs> However, they see my um, parade of projects because um, I, I always bring them in. And I have to say it was um, – she really eased my transition back to work because I had this friendly little face looking back at me. <laughs> I did take her home um, after that first day, though, because I thought I, I don't want people um, – people just wouldn't understand. If they're not a knitter, they don't quite get, you know, the appreciate it, you know. <laughs> so I figured it was – it's like therapy for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was wonderful. I was, you know, and I just, I did. I have to tell you though, and I don't know if you hear this from people. But I found the hair to be the most challenging part. Do you hear that? Yes, from? I do. In fact, I've I've written quite an extensive section in in the latest book. <laughs> because yeah, the, the, there is quite an extensive section on on how to put the hair on. Because I've had quite a few people saying, you know, we just don't get it. Now, did you struggle with that yourself? I. Um, it's okay really. to say no. <laughs> it's okay. Not really. It's probably quite difficult to put into words, I suppose. Because yeah, you have like a really great—I can't remember which style, which style it is—but she has the braided hair. That's just oh, beautiful. Yes, Flotilla, yeah. Yes, and it's beautiful. And I thought, geez, I'm gonna. And I was like, I'm gonna do that definitely. And then I started to do that, and I thought, man, it is not turning out. So I think she's gonna have long, scraggly hair—just <laughs> long, straight hair, you know. So yeah. yeah, but okay. So we'll look forward to that in the next. Uh, the next book. Yeah, sometimes it's also down to the yarn as well. I mean, I've used yarn and it's actually started to split on me as I'm trying to style the hair, you know. So um, maybe just use cotton yarn. Yeah, and it, well, it's, it sounds like it's just, you know, practice too. Because as you said, trial and error. That's the way to, that's the way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'm curious about, um, I'd like to get a sense of where you work, where you create things, and whether or not you're one to travel around with projects in various stages of progress. I, I do tend to do a lot from home, actually, but I'm, I mean, I have knitted on the beach and stuff in the summer holidays. Um, I don't travel a lot on the train, but I mean, if I'm going in the car, my husband's driving, I'll knit in the car because, you know, it's, it's really portable, isn't, isn't it, knitting? But, um, but no, I, I mean, I, I spend loads of time at home, to be honest with you, so I do, that's what I do Knitting. How many hours do you say would you say that you work on your your art projects at, at home? When I when I can, when it, whenever I can, I've got the children at home, <laughs> right. school runs and they're cooking and they're cleaning. But I've, whenever I can, I'll do the knitting. You know, pick up and put down and pick up and put down. <laughs> so one I project. Endeavor, I endeavour to try and finish something in a day. So uh, <laughs> get very frustrated if I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've then they, got a half teddy bear here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't managed to put the eyes on. I'll do that this weekend. <laughs> and what kind of response have you gotten from the Knitted Babes book? A fantastic response. It's had great reviews. Did it exceed your expectations from when? Yeah, totally. Cause it was real. In fact, the very first time we sent it off to the publisher who we knew because she'd published our other book for us, she was, we didn't know what to expect. So what's she going to say? You know, it's just a book, after all, of five dolls and their clothes as well. But, but that's all it is. And um, her, uh, her response was, I love them, you know. So she really took it on board. So, um, and, and since then, people, you know, great response. People love them, which is nice. Cause they, they, and they make them for themselves in their own style as a, as a website, a blogger's website called knittedbabes.com. Mm-hmm. 
which is run by Interweave Press, and um, the, it's, it's worth a visit, actually. Well, yeah, real. and I understand there's been a series of knit-alongs where everybody yeah. is posting. Is that where they're posting? The, the, or is that a separate? Is a knit-along separate from the Interweave? That's it. Well, it's, it's interweave as well, but it's, it's sort of run along separate to the blogger's website. Okay. But it's like this little group, or big group now, of people who are just sending in their pictures of the dolls and discussing, you know, things between themselves. It's fantastic. And then all different characters, all these dolls. It's amazing. And what is that What is that website so people can visit that? It's www.knittedbabes.com. Okay. Simple as that, yeah. So they can see or post their own picture if they've made. Yeah, yeah. All people from all over the world are doing it. It's fantastic. So you kind of unified knitters across the globe with these this uh, delegation of um, knitted babes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, when you think about that, yeah, I'm con- like that. I'm convinced that if women uh, crafters and artists got together, um, we can solve the world's problems. You know, you I have could. we could work yeah. on projects. Every woman from every country um, yeah. peacefully. Crafting side by side. <laughs> exactly. Start a forum now. <laughs> yeah, I think if we could somehow, you know, maybe the knitted babes could be the first phase of this peace process. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's so. President on the phone now. <laughs> yeah, somehow um, I don't think he takes my calls. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but um, unfortunately, there's too many men. I, I know there are men knitters out there, but it's a a lot of women. Yeah, it <laughs> is. A lot of men don't understand it. Yeah, I, I don't think George Bush knits. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty he unwilling to. Yeah, he, he should. I think he really could benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be stressful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then we would all benefit in turn, too, I think. <laughs> um, so, so when you, if, I think a lot of people out there that work on projects like the, and probably not exactly like this, but people who have this, you know, idea in their head and they're working in you know kind of in isolation in their house um, toiling away at whatever their project is and they think geez you know it'd be so great to do a book do you have any advice or suggestions for folks who think they might have something that a publisher might be interested in it sounds like you had already published um, a book was that your um, needlework book before that well what what I did actually I just I I sort of I made the projects and then wrote about them on the computer, so I got digital sort of files and stuff, and then just printed a few pages off and got together the the disc, uh, the CD. I'm sorry, and, um, and then they, the, the sort of uh, the artwork, and I just sent it off to loads and loads of publishers. You can get their addresses from the the writers' yearbooks. Okay. Do you get that? Yeah. Um, I think there's a comparable um, such publication here in the States that people yeah. can... Well, that's right. And they got, you know, names and addresses of all the publishers and their specific areas, you know, obviously you can't, you can't send your knitting book off to some political... <laughs> right. good. You never know. But... Unless it's a political knitting book. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, to, to, any, to any craft knitting publishers, just... just just send it and see what they say. They're always interested in different ideas. And did you find that process to be um, just fairly, you know, it's like you just send it off and then you just keep creating whatever you're creating and just kind of wait and see what happens? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I had quite a few instant responses. People liked it, but it wasn't, they didn't have enough room on their lists and stuff like that for such, for such a book. Well, and I guess uh, for those folks, it's their loss now because it's really taken off, it looks like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll gloat for you, so you don't have to gloat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was, but I was just, I was lucky actually. I think because it, it was only like during the first push of, but um, we, we got like an A list and a B list and a C list. Don't ask me how I categorize. <laughs> might, might get into trouble for that. But um, but no, I, I, you know, from my A list, I got my publisher. So. Um, well, that's fantastic. It was, it was brilliant. I was, I was amazed. Because this is published by wait. it's published by Interweave Press, correct? Yes. Yeah. Published by Interweave Press. The, uh, the British publisher here was Mitchell Beasley. That's who I sent. Okay. The, uh, the designs off to, and then they liaise with uh, American publishers. Well, it's fabulous, and I know America thanks you for it because um, <laughs> I know I really love it, and I'm sure my. Uh, my fellow American knitters <laughs> love it as well. And have you gotten any reports back on just how how successful this has been? I don't know how they keep track of things like that. They, I have no idea, actually. I just look at Amazon.com. They sort of give you a rating there. But, um, 
but I, I don't know. I don't know. They don't. They don't tell me things like that. Yeah, well, you're just, uh, it sounds like you're, they're pleased enough to be able to do a, a second uh, rendition of this book. So that's that's very cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd like to do another one. It'd be quite cool to do another one. So um, how many books, other books have you written? I've, writ, I've written the one that's been, pub- the two that have been published so far, and then there are another two coming out in September and October. One's called Toys to Sew, and one's called... Uh, Dream Toys, which is another knitting book. Okay. And uh, Dream Toys, um, those are dolls? Another. There's the similar dolls, yes, but they're more like characters. There's some boy dolls in there. There's a pirate and a cowboy. Okay, so they won't look exactly like the knitted babes. They'll be... No, they're slightly different. They're the same sort of pattern. Okay. The arms and legs and the, the um, you know, the basic sort of doll. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same. There's a mermaid and there's a horse as well. Oh, wow. A horse. Yeah, that was, was that difficult? Was that difficult to... It, well, Put together. No, actually, I, I was quite amazed. It was on the second attempt. Really? Of doing the horse, I was really quite pleased actually with it. So. Um, now, does the horse simple. does the horse have like the spaghetti kind of legs too, or d- a little more? Does it stand? No, they're, they're, they're more sewn and stuff. Okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's um, worth waiting for. Yeah, I guess so. And um, and then the other book, um, are you said toys to, toys to sew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toys to Sew, that was um, for Clarks and Potter, that book will be coming out, say, in September, and it's, they're, they're toys like crocodiles and things, all made out of fabrics, with a bit of vintage sort of feel. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how, what degree of difficulty for um, the sewing in that book? Oh, they range, I would say it ranges from sort of quite basic sewing skills to maybe something with a little bit more detail. Okay. So it's all, it, all very achievable, nothing, nothing too complicated. So people can kind of work their way up to the more yeah. difficult projects. Yes, they could do. That's right. <laughs> and um, I'm curious about what inspires you as an artist. Where do you find inspiration for all these wonderful toys that you're making and, and projects? I just, I just, as I say, I just look through loads of books and magazines, and if I see a tiny little something in a picture somewhere which might inspire me or to explain really a lot of it's in my head do you clip things out to remember them because I know I sometimes will see things in magazines or in books and uh, of course I don't clip things out of books I'm a, I'm very protective of my books I would never yeah. clip things out of books um, nor do I advise other people to do that but when no. like magazines or you know you see something in a newspaper article or whatever and you know I, I seem to I like to clip things out I'm not very organized about it you know putting it in a book but I'm curious about what you do when you see the idea do yeah. you clip it out or I do I, I rip them out and tear them out. And I, I buy cards as well. I go into greeting card shops and wrapping papers and things like that, and just um, just keep them in a file, which and to store them, just go through them. You always find some little inspiration. I buy also. I, I go into yarn shops and pick yarns up with all different colours and ribbons and buttons, and just just to inspire me somehow, you know. So do you have colours? I love colours. I go for any sort of. Anything that's lovely colors, I just pick it up. So do you have, uh, what can you tell us about your stash of, of craft and art supplies? Say that again, please? What can you tell us about your, your stash, your collection of um, art supplies and, and craft supplies? Uh, all of us who do crafts seem to have a uh, sometimes overwhelming supply of yarn and, and everything, sometimes embarrassing amounts of, <laughs> of yarn and fabric and so I forth. Do. I, in, but I try and keep it neat because it, it tends to tangle up together. Loads of it's all tangled, <laughs> which I tear bits out. But um, I try and keep it all neat in plastic bags. But I've, I've got I've got hundreds of these different yarns. Yeah. Some without some without labels on. Ashamedly, so they are. So then you use you use come to write the pattern. You know, what type of yarn it is? But, <laughs> but, um, no, I've, I've got. I just pick up if I go to a shop and see. In fact, I went to New York recently and. Um, wonderful yarn shops. Are you from New York? I'm actually from, I live in Michigan, so I'm talking to you from um, the Midwest right now. Okay. Yeah, I've been to New York, though, but yeah. Yeah, they've got some fantastic yarn shops there, and I, I spent about £100. <laughs> yarn, because the colors are fantastic. But even here now in this country, there, there are much better shops for, for buying yarn in much greater color range, and it's just so inspiring. So I just go ahead and buy, you know, just buy them, just you only need one ball for making the dolls and the clothes and things like that. So um, I've got, got loads and loads. <laughs> <laughs> I always think, geez, if, if, and for any reason that 
yarn store should shut down abruptly. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I have enough <laughs> to keep me going. <laughs> so that you're in soap. Yeah. Well, not really. I, I don't know that I'd want to sell any of it. I just like to, you know, have the ability to go, like, you know, if I just can't sleep or something, I can go into, uh, you know, pull some stuff out and I have all the supplies I need, which is kind of nice, you know. That doesn't, those opportunities don't present themselves very often. <laughs> but just in case, I'm ready. Um, so, <laughs> so what, what do you make of this? Um, just people are going crazy about crafts right now and art and, and just the, the, especially knitting. I mean, it's just taken off. I mean, has this been popular um, in your neck of the woods for a while? Um, I know in the States, it's like a frenzy. People have been caught up in the last few years. It's really just amazing. Yeah. I think we've, we've caught on in this country because of the sort of enthusiasm from the States. You think? It's, it's, yeah, I do. I think it's uh, all these film stars and everything. You know, I think it's just... I just think people are sort of thinking, because like, you know, it's, so, it's such a simple thing to do, isn't it, knitting? Like I said, I, my mother taught me in, in like, a, under a week how to knit. It's that simple. I just think it's a shame that they don't teach it more in schools, which they don't here. I don't know what they do over there. It's very isolated uh, cases of people, of yeah. children learning in schools. Yeah. But, it's, it's, um, you know, it should be done, really, shouldn't it, I think? I think so. I mean, I would have loved that, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have been fabulous to learn. Um, I didn't learn to knit until my oh I'd say um, my early twenties and I'm yeah. twenty nine now so I but I've known to crochet since I was very young but I think in the school system sure I mean this is something that children can do to occupy their time and also use you know build coordination yeah well it does and you you're counting all the time aren't you you know so it's it's numerical skills and um, but uh, I, yeah it has really caught on here which which is which is fantastic. For everybody, and it's fantastic for the yarn shops as well because obviously they're bringing out much more greater supply of yarns and things. So it's good for everybody, really. There are people who who think that this is just a fad, and that it's gonna, you know, just like trends go in and out and fads go in and out. That this is gonna, people are gonna get tired of knitting and get bored with it. But what do you think? I mean, do you think this is something that's um, really taken hold and will become part of the culture, or if this is something that people will lose interest in? Well, I, I hope it will become part of the culture because um, you know all these new knitters what they say about between the age of 21 and 30 um, I mean they're obviously going to have children and start families so perhaps they can pass on like like the I mean my mother could knit you see because she was taught to knit by her mother so, and then it sort of died out but uh, hopefully if, if we can start this momentum again teaching children I mean I've tried to teach my son to knit because he's really keen on knitting mm-hmm. although he's a, I think he's a little bit too young at the moment he's, he's eight but um, if, if we can start to sort of teach teach the younger ones, then it, then it will keep it alive. But I, th- I think people will will keep knitting because it's just it's just such a pleasurable thing to do. And you know, this, this it's just you're making something totally unique. You can buy everything these days except for something that you make yourself. And I think there's something in that. I agree. I agree. There's a certain satisfaction that you can get from making something yourself. So. Yeah. And what. What are your influences as far as, you know, are you influenced by any particular artists or, or designers? Um, no. <laughs> and now that I put you totally on the spot, I've switched gears no, I, abruptly I, here. I'm not, I, I, I like, there's a, there's a huge range of sort of um, designers that I, I like their work. No, nobody's specific though, really. I, to say I just go around picking up bits and bobs. I don't really take note of who, whose art they are. It's a bit of a... <laughs> Everything to say, but, but um, <laughs> there's nobody that's really influenced me, I suppose. Well, and I think that it, that makes sense in, the, in just what you said earlier about how you kind of take whatever appeals to you from particular patterns and you completely adapted it into something very original. I haven't seen knitted babes or anything close to this from any in any other book, and I think that's what made your book so appealing to me. Yeah. Is it was a knitting book unlike every other knitting book on my shelf. And I have a lot of knitting books. That's nice nice that you say that because, I mean, sometimes if you are influenced by somebody, then you can actually sort of bend towards their ways. Or get yourself into some, you know, copyright trouble, too, you know. So, yeah, so so I think you're not going to have any any worries about that since your work is so unique and and so wonderfully fun. And... um, 
So let's see here. We've, we've covered a lot of ground. Kind of, uh, I kind of do my interviews in bits and bobs, <laughs> jumping all over the place. Um, so, um, oh, I was curious about, I understand that the Knitted Babes were doing a tour of America. And are they still on tour? I think so, yes. I think they are. They've still got some tour dates for them until July, I think. Now, do they take send postcards back to you? I mean, do you, how does it feel to have them, you know, traveling around um, kind of unsupervised by you? <laughs> I know. Well, I wish it was me as well. <laughs> so who who are they traveling with? There were, there were some um, sort of reps from from interweaves that okay. I around with. I did, I did do the New York one with them. That was quite nice. Now, did people, you know, I'm trying to imagine what happened. Did people swarm around and want to get a photo with the knitted babes? Uh, I mean, is that what people did? I have no That's idea. What right, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with me. Oh, it's like, excuse me, woman, I, <laughs> we need to get closer to the knitted babes. Could you please step aside? <laughs> so do you find that you have to compete with the, the knitted babes for any kind of attention? You know? Oh, all the time. Because <laughs> I don't think your picture's not in the book. So you could no. be standing right next to them, and they'd think you're just some, some knitter, you know? That's right. <laughs> I'm nobody. Really. <laughs> so, you, so you've created um, these these um, five dolls that now um, you have to compete with them for attention. <laughs> Did you ever imagine that was going to occur? No, I didn't. No, and we are. I always wanted to be famous. It's not me that's famous. It's just a damn doll. <laughs> so so your, your next book be dolls in your likeness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's an idea. <laughs> it could be an autobiographical book about um, <laughs> your life lots, in dolls. Lots of stuffing. <laughs> you can call it Bits and Bobs by Claire Garland. <laughs> well, have you the thought? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you have you given any thought to doing a book um, with maybe with Harry um, or or your children when you know like projects that are more children that children can do i would i that i would actually i think that would be a very good book to do it's um i'm sort of trying to see where they what what they, what skills they can master like i've got a five-year-old and, and this eight-year-old and it's, it's very difficult to know how because they, they find sewing very difficult to they, they get bored with it basically right so finding right. something that's small and quick that they won't get bored with in in the the new the new knitting book, they dream toys. I made a little tiny rat for the pirate, mm-hmm. tiny like what two inches high. Oh, and, well, my son made one of those, so you know that was that was quite good. That was quite manageable. But it's got to be something small. So um, I'm thinking on that actually. I think that would be great to do a book like that for them, but uh, it's not that easy. Oh, of course not. I'm sure this takes hours and hours and. Several. You've got, to, you've got to be there with them and see see exactly what they can can achieve. So. Uh, well, we'll give him time. We'll give them time, especially James. He's only three, so um, <laughs> we'll give him some time before he starts knitting. <laughs> so it might be quite dangerous to give him knitting needles now, you know. That's true. <laughs> Even the wooden That's circulars. <laughs> so I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your kits because um, I know you have um, the Knitted Babes book, and then you have. How many other dial um, personalities have you devised? Um? There are there are in the kits there are um, seven dolls. Okay. Seven more different different characters again. And how are those? Uh, how are those? How are you doing with selling those? Are those pretty popular as well? They are actually yes. I, I sell them worldwide. And um, who orders the most? Which company? Which country are you selling the most? country. Oh yes, the Americans. Yes, you do. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. I send an awful lot to to America. Well, you can always count on us to buy things. <laughs> it's kind of part of our consumer culture over here. Yeah, well, it's great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's nice that we're buying. I mean, these are some worthy things to buy. You know, I think Americans sometimes buy things that maybe we aren't. We shouldn't be spending our money on. <laughs> this is a worthy, worthy thing. I think many yeah, well, knitters I do, would agree. I, I, um, I put good walls in them and things. You know, I use Rowan walls and Jaeger walls, so they're good. Good quality wools, and um, you know they're, they're, we we sort of put the kits up ourselves as well. We pack all the little bags with felt. We don't use any sort of outside. And so, I mean, it's are you doing hundreds of these a year, or I mean, are you? I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get a, a sense of how how busy you are with kits. I mean, are you doing hundreds of these a year, or? Um, we had a we had a big flurry just before Christmas. It's gone quite quiet now, but um, we were. 
it doesn't sound a lot, but it, you know, for for quite a small business which we haven't really marketed very well, we were selling probably about probably about twenty a week, something like that. When you're doing all, you're putting it all together, that is significant, and especially when a lot yeah. of it's going overseas. Well, we made we've made quite a few. I say we, this me and my husband, we've made quite a few. For we have the a fair called the Country Living Fair over here, which is a Country Living is a British magazine. I know you've got one over there as well called Country Living, haven't you? Yes, we do. And um, so, so we'd made some for this particular fair. We've made a thousand kits. Oh wow! Up. So we had quite a bit of stock, which is which is quite good. But with the stock slowly diminishing, so we're gonna have to make some more soon. But um, I'm, I'm trying to think of some more dolls, you know, some more clothes items to make different sort of maybe the same characters but different outfits, which would be quite good to increase the sort of stock that we have. Yeah, well, and I think this would be a good point to mention, too, that um, you've been so kind to share Fifi's um, outfit, um, the pattern for your doll, your doll Fifi. And is there another part? Of, she's the French the French yeah. lady, yes, yeah. <laughs> with a very cool um, dress. And uh, just, what was the inspiration for her outfit? Um, nothing. It was just I wanted to make a very simple dress. The thing is, when, when I did the kit, I, to, to actually make it sort of... Um, logistically viable I couldn't put too many yarns in there because I mean to actually wind the walls we had to use a whole ball in other words we couldn't wind the walls you know to make a smaller amount oh yeah that would take forever so, yeah exactly so it had to be just a, a minimum of two different yarns sometimes three so it had to be a very simple dress with no pattern on or anything like that so I just it was literally a simple sort of A-line dress shape that I did and then just went hunting around the sort of haberdashery stores and saw this fluffy <laughs> trim, which is fabulous, you know. Oh, it adds such a personality to the dress, for sure. Yeah, and I just it, it, I just added it on with a bit of, little bit of ri- ribbon and uh, I'm really pleased with her outfit and her little tiny shoes. And so the folks at home who have knitted babes and have the pattern for the dolls and want to make a, a change of a new outfit, a new dress, yeah, um, right. they can find that. I'll post that on my website so people will be able to see that and also find some links to your website and other kits so if they want to purchase one. And how much are your kits? My kits are twenty nine ninety five. that's pounds, uh, which sort of converts to about $52, $51. In, in U.S.? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they just look so fun. And that includes all the postage, by the way. Okay, so there's no added on fees, no, so it's just, okay. And uh, do you find that m- many people are ordering these for themselves? Because I know knitters, we always love to find a new project to work on, but are a lot of people giving them as, as gifts to other knitters? I don't know if you have any way of knowing. I, I think, actually, people do keep them for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> And why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah knitters, we, we like to do things. <laughs> you buy ourselves nice gifts every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they intend to give them as a gift, but when they've made it, they think, I don't want to give it away. Oh, I think it'd be, it'd be hard to give the kit away, but a finished doll would be really hard to it'd give away. It would be really hard. Yeah. It would be, yeah, because you put all your time and love and into it and think, oh no, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get around to doing a, a you know, an outfit, which I'm going to do the, the Fifi dress. Um, yeah, it's really to, simple actually. Yeah, I'm going, to do, I'm going to do that one, but I did take the time to embroider my initials onto a little heart shaped patch that I put on the rear of the doll. Oh, <laughs> and this was, kind of, this was kind of inspired by Raggedy Ann dolls because I think my mom made one when I was little and she kind of marked it. I think they actually would have a Raggedy Ann has a little heart patch of some kind on her yeah. rear. And so I thought, well, I think I'll, I'll put this um, on here. And I actually um, made this for my daughter, and uh, she is only 22 months, so she kind of wants to pull at the hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, we, she actually, um, Lady Godiva um, <laughs> sits on the mantle with this um, kind of scrappy dress on, um, <laughs> and, yeah, but it's funny because I'll be sometimes if you're watching TV or something, you feel like someone's watching you. You look yeah, up yeah. and it's this doll, you know. And I'm just yeah. like, oh yes, there she is, you know. Oh yeah, they're not really freaky with that hair on as well. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, that's for sure. Well, and as far as future projects, um, what else do you have? If you have the, these books kind of underway, what's your latest? It sounds like you're working on teddy bears. I am. I want to do a knitted teddy bears book, which would be like a, like the knitted bears, which is a basic, which would be a basic sort of 
bare and with all different clothes and sort of accessories. That would be quite sweet. Oh, that would be really fun. So would these be pretty small bears or how, how large do you see yeah, these? The one, the one I'm making um, would probably be about um, a little bit bigger than the knitted babes. But, you know, quite because I'm actually using um, medium weight yarn instead of finger weight yarn. Okay. So, um, so they knit up a little bit faster. A little bit bigger, but they're not, not, they're not too big and not too tiny, you know, quite manageable. Uh, I think that'll be quite sweet, actually. Yeah, and your color, loads of colors in this one. In in the the wardrobe or the doll, the, the, the bears. bears. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, different texture yarns and things. There's so much about. I just want to, you know, get get into all the different types of yarns that you can buy now. So, um, be 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 a fun one. I think that one. So you're completely hooked on knitting now. I love knitting. I love crochet as well now. I'm yeah. To crochet now. I've just learned to crochet. So. Uh, so we can expect a book in about two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, kind of the track you're on. You, you learn a new skill, and two years later, there's a book. Well, there's a bit of crochet in the in the um, in the dream yarns, dreams toys rather. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've already um you've already published. Already, yeah, covered that one. <laughs> So, so what can people expect uh, beyond the? I don't know if you have a project. Uh, you sound like someone who is continually looking at the next project. Do you have something planned after the the bear teddy bear book? Yeah, I think another another sort of knitted babes would be quite nice, but sort of slightly wilder dolls, perhaps again with more t- amazing yarns for the hair and things like that. Cause looking at the the knittedbabes dot com website, I mean, there's some fantastic sort of hair going there. And I thought well, I should be a bit more adventurous, so. Um, They'll be more adventurous, babe. <laughs> but this will still what be where you, right? So this will be just kind of a the ba- knitted babes take a walk on the wild side. A yeah. Bit there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Just title there>. <laughs> <laughs> Time to to ask about the the internet. What that's done for your work. Um, it, what I mean, how has that changed what you do? I don't think I'd be able to do what I. You know, I certainly wouldn't be able to sell the kits we sell without the internet. And then it's. Uh, it, and also the books. I don't think I would have done the books without the um, without the computer anyway. So um, it, it's just uh, it's, it's, opened, it's opened up a whole new world for me. Well, I think this has been most enjoyable to to get to talk to you. And um, yeah, I can't say enough how much I I just loved the book. I thought it was uh, I ordered it online and you know got it when it came, and I couldn't wait to get a free moment to uh, to knit. So while the babies were sleeping. I was yeah. knitting, you know, and I, yeah, I thought it was fabulous, and um, and I don't know if there's anything else you'd like people to know about uh, you or anything like you'd like to say to the folks at home before we uh, let you sign off and go back to your your creative endeavors. Just keep just keep knitting, and and uh, if if anybody wants to write a book, then just send all your ideas off to a publisher. There's always people wanting to. Uh, to, to do different things, and I think um, if you if you do something really different, then um, let people know about it. Oh, you know, there is one last thing that I ask everyone I interviewed that I forgot all about it this time. Um, what sort of place does just the art and, and crafts have in your life, as far as um, you know? Just, I mean, do you, do you see it as something that's been uh, therapeutic over the years, or is it just something that you've always done and haven't really looked at it that way? I've I've always been into. Uh, I went to art college, and I've I've always been into to the arts. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't live without any design or art around me. We um, we buy paintings, and yeah, I just love love everything to do with design. I think it's very important to have um, to have things in your house which make you happy, and uh, you know, and especially your own knitted or sewn things. And uh, so it's uh, I, I do um, emulate the the craft side of life and the design side I think it's uh, it, it needs to be there you know without it it'd be a bit sad and I agree I think it's fabulous uh, your work is, is very inspiring and we'll look forward to all these books jeez every year we'll expect a new one from you <laughs> <And> <laughs> you're, you're just clipping away and that's uh, or clicking away I should say with your knitting um, and it's it's wonderful so I wish you all the best of luck and thank, um, you. Take the, thank you so much nice to talk to you Nice to talk to you as well. Bye. Bye then. 
Many thanks to Claire for sharing her story and encouraging knitters around the globe to bring their knitting to life as a personified art form. Be sure to check out CraftSanity.com for a free pattern for a funky dress and accessories from one of her Knitted Babe kits, links to her website, and a Knitted Babe knit-along. Since the Knitted Babes rock, it seems fitting to conclude with a song called Really Really Happy by the Muffs. This is a band that's featured on the Podsafe Music Network. Thanks for listening. Enjoy, and until next week, craft on. listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast with Jennifer Ackerman Haywood. Visit CraftSanity.com for more information about today's guests and links to subscribing to the podcast. Want to support the show? Follow the link to vote for Craft Sanity on Podcast Alley once a month. You can also make a donation or buy goods at the Craft Sanity store. Have a suggestion for a future guest or have other feedback? Email Jennifer at CraftSanity.com. Thanks again for listening to Craft Sanity.